as you have the nature of joy you hold to be rejoicing but you see it's not enough to have the nature you must put your nature to work now because god already promised that he's going to give it us in his world till the end of days we have no cause to be sad we have every cause to rejoice. the number one thing you must treasure is god's voice god must be able to speak to you at all times a believer must be in alignment with god a believer must be able to decode god's voice. now if god doesn't just give the word sometimes he gives instructions those instructions are like strategy don't just receive the promise in your heart also receive the process we started something last last week um wednesday and i want to finish it today so spirit nature in us and consequences or its consequences the spirit nature in us and its consequences so um we started off by talking about um the fruit of the spirit we have god's life spirit nature and already as believers and i explain all those details so you have to get that message but let me just point to one or two things that I would like you to know before I continue. This nature we are talking about is a nature that is born of the life of God. The life of God came from the word of God, like I explained, and the spirit of God. Alright? Now, if you have the life of a dog, you have your nature, it's, it's going to be your nature to back. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you have the life of a goat, it's going to be your nature to beat. If you have the life of a lion, it will be your nature to roar. Alright? It will be your nature not to feed on dead animal. It's just normal. Alright? So if you have the life of God, it will be your nature to carry out certain things. It will be your nature to know. It will be your nature to be holy. It will be your nature to live righteously. It will be your nature to be excellent. It will be your nature to be productive. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, success, I know we can attain success by principle, but the exact consciousness of success is linked to who you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nature. There are people by the kind of home they grew up, they know that they can never be poor. They can never be poor. The kind of upbringing. Do you get what I'm saying? They've... You know, there are certain things that are being actually put into them. They just know that anywhere they find themselves, they will be okay. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because of the kind of home, there is a way they think in that family that brings money. Praise God. Yeah. So, it is, it's the same thing God is achieving, you know. Uh, or let's say he has achieved, but there is a transformative work of the Holy Spirit. Alright? That brings about... Uh, we becoming or turning um, into his image. So last Wednesday I spoke about we already becoming partakers of heavenly nature and that we have it. It's a nature that pants and tests for more of God. It's a nature that loves righteousness and detests sin. Even when you make mistakes and you get into sin, you will not be comfortable because it's your nature that doesn't make you comfortable. I mean, some people don't even need the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Just the mere fact that you have the nature of holiness, you will know something has gone wrong. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know something has gone wrong. You will not be comfortable with it. So it's the nature that detects sin and the love of righteousness. And you can see the consequence of it in that place. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, it says that the Lord your God has anointed with oil of gladness above your peers. So that means you will be full of joy and at the same time you are promoted above so it's as a result of that nature. The nature that it's in. 
and love righteousness. You see that. So there are certain things that happen as a result of living holy. You see? There are certain things that happen as a result of living holy and living righteously. So that you don't limit things to grace, you know, grace of God, you know, God's grace, God's grace. You'll be missing out on a lot of things if you engage in wrong practices. It's the nature that always seeks to worship God in spirit and in truth. You know, like I mentioned last week, another is the nature of holiness, nature of excellence, nature of diligence, productivity, and increase. And all that. Some people are not just comfortable with being stagnant. It's a nature. Alright? I don't want you to see that nature beyond. I don't want you to see it like we're just talking about holiness. We're just talking about... Do you understand? The reason why you see a lion with that kind of command in the forest is because of his nature. Haven't you heard that they said the righteous man is as bold as lion? It is in the DNA of a lion not to be harassed by any animal in the bush. Do you understand? It's in their DNA. You don't see them panicking. Have you seen a panicking lion? You don't see lion panicked. They are just calm. Even when you put them in the cage, they are calm. You get, because they know everybody around them is meat. They are calm. They are calm. So, you see, if we are actually like the Almighty, Jesus demonstrated his nature in the, while he was on the earth. They were in a very serious storm, and Jesus was sleeping. Now you get what I'm saying? Calm. Do you get that? They came to meet Jesus. There's some people are using your name somewhere. They said, let, let them be. Let them be. Don't worry. It's a free word. If they are for us, they are for us. They are, are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus Christ is not, eh, how can they be, how can they be doing that? Let's go and arrest them. No. Oh. <laughs> you, 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 you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so you, if you see the way Jesus Christ lived his life, he, he leaves those nature out for us to learn from it. Do you get what I'm saying? He was hungry, yet he did not turn stone to bread. Which means you don't grab every opportunity you have. Because there are some that are temptation. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a nature. Within him, even though we can say Holy Spirit restricted him or constrained him or whatever, but it's within him that no, I can't be. Hunger cannot let me lose my... Do you get what I'm saying? So that means he was a master of his appetite. Do you understand? <laughs> now you can't master, maybe it's not the time you master your appetite, you are fasting, or you're already, you know, you're looking like me when you're fasting. You're, you know I quench. And then you don't have it before, but once you start fasting, <laughs> you'll be looking at the banana like you're looking at Lagos. You know that it's as a result of fasting. That's not a good nature. You must fast. Jesus Christ said when you fast, you don't appear to people like you are fasting. So people don't know. He said, go and bath. Do you get? Apply makeup. That's what Jesus said though. Apply makeup. And appear, don't have to. He said, once you appear like that and start, he said, you have already received your reward. Which is one of the reasons why I'm a bit careful of pushing out design about fasting. When he will say it's a congregational fast, it should be within the congregation. But now we now have congregation abroad, congregation scattered everywhere. Do you get? So that's why I'm not against people. Pushing fasting. Now, fasting is a private thing. 
Person is a man. So you see, there are a lot of things that Jesus Christ displayed that explain that, but you see, everything is now summed up together as fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. We can read today from verse 16 so that we have a better understanding. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 16. We don't have all that time like that. I said then walk in the Spirit. Look at it. So, it's wanting to be born into the Spirit and then it's another thing to walk in the Spirit. You know when you give birth to a baby today or in a day, the baby doesn't walk that day. You give birth to a baby and they start walking, something is wrong. Are you getting what I'm saying? You give it to a baby and they start speaking. Hey, what do you say is the president, the name of the president of this country? Then something is wrong. So there is a process. So God does not expect you to live your life perfectly when you are born again. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why he wrote to the Galatians. He said, now, I say then, walk in the spirit. So that means they've not been walking. And the work of the spirit, I've taught a message on this before, is the work of faith. Bible says we do not walk by senses, but by sight. We walk by what? Faith. Walking by sight is walking by the physical, five physical senses, sensory perceptions. So it says, then I say walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the laws of the flesh. So people have been fulfilling the laws of the flesh because they've not been actively engaging in the supernatural activities. Do you understand? A personal supernatural adventure and experience. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost two hours, it will be difficult to yield yourself to sin. Do you get what I'm saying? When you read the scripture and meditate on it, on your way to work, you play a message. You are practicing, you are, you know, actively engaging the supernatural. That's what he's trying to say. You will know what? Fulfill the lust of the flesh. It will be so weak. I think last week, Wednesday was when I was saying, the divinity you is struggling with your what? And the humanity you struggling with your divinity you. So the loss is talking about is your humanity you. The divinity you is your supernatural you. When you walk in the spirit, say, for the flesh lost against the what? The spirit. And the spirit against the what? The flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. So and I said that, the, the, the flesh, alright, is your humanity you. And you can't do without your humanity you. The only time that's lost, all those things, loss of the eyes, loss of the flesh, pride of life, the only time it will disappear is when the person is dead. So, what you need to do with the flesh is to tame the flesh. Do you understand? The flesh wants to arise above the spirit, but you must always learn to tame it. And whenever the flesh rises above the spirit, it doesn't mean that God has deactivated, you know, your negativity. Let me just put it that way. You are still born again, but now the flesh is now taming the spirit, your spirit. The flesh can't tame Holy Ghost, but the flesh can tame your spirit. But if you engage the supernatural, you feed your heart with God's word. You pray. I mean, this thing is private, too, personal. Much more personal. Although over time, if there is a long program, they used to do it in America back in those days, they would do revival meetings for like 21 days. Morning, afternoon, evening session, morning, afternoon, evening session, and you see some people that will attend hall. By the time they are coming out of it like this, camp meetings. Ah, they are <laughs> fire. 
And some of them, they will not, they will just leave that. Maybe the man of God is going to another, another county or another state to go and do. And some of them will still go and come there and continue. And then you see some of them carrying the flame of revival and going like that. There is a corporate dimension that can jumpstart things in people or sustain things in people. There is a personal, private one that you need to do by yourself with God, alone with God. So you say, and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. You know, let me, Paul wrote in, I think, Roman chapter, I think Roman chapter 7 or so. Right, if you read from verse 12, he talks about the things that I would have loved to do that I couldn't do. Paul, the teacher, the major teacher in the New Testament, the one blessed with a lot of revelation. You know, for somebody to have been able to assess revelation like that, interpretations of the scriptures. You know when I say interpretation of the scriptures, the scriptures according to the Bible in the New Testament is Old Testament. Do you understand? That's what he says. He says, all scriptures is given. When he says, all scriptures is given, he's talking about Old Testament. Praise the Lord. So, interpretation of those all scriptures he's talking about, he was able to extract the New Testament living lifestyle and pattern from Old Testament. Because Old Testament is shadow. New Testament is reality. Old Testament is Christ concealed. New Testament is Christ revealed. Are you getting what I'm saying? The revelation of Christ in the Old Testament, he saw it. Extracted them out. Um, for someone that have done that, you know that he said in fastings, in turmoil, in many things, he was supernatural. Yet, there were things that he was talking about. Look at it. Go to verse 12. Therefore, the law is holy and the commandment holy and just good and, and just and good. Yes, I hope it's this place. As then what is good become dead, certainly not, but sin that it might appear sin. Was producing death in me. Uh-huh. Was producing death in me. Through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Go back. Go to verse 14. Yes, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. Sold under sin. I think we was talking about when it was, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will do, I will to do. That I do not, oh, okay. That I do not practice, but what I eat, that I what? I do. Nezrat. If then I do what I will not to do, I will not, I will not to do. I agree with the Lord that it is good, yes? And then he says, but now it is no longer high who do it, but saying that what? Yes, that he had allowed the lost. Actually, sin does not start when you commit an act. You know, in the New Testament, sin, a thought can be, a thought is a sin. Do you understand? Okay. Um, Jesus Christ was saying that, you have heard that if you, if you um, were caught in an act, do you get that you have, you have committed fornication? He said, now I tell you, under the grace, that if you think towards a, a lady or a guy, I know it's men that is always, say if you think towards a mate, that's what Bible says, I think it's men. And you think, do you get what I'm saying? So what he's saying under grace is that your thought and your heart weigh the same thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your thought and your heart act. That's why he says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you think or ask. According to the power that what? 
works in us. So, lust begins with, you know, thinking. It shows, it manifests forth as thinking. So, it's when the lust has completed all his arrangements, executed his contract, then you now go into the heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So, it means that, okay, you practice what you have engaged over and over again in your heart. So if you see something coming up in your heart that is not holy or that is not according to the will of God, you quickly start engaging in the supernatural to subdue it before it becomes a problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? When David went up and saw a beautiful woman bathing in you know that the kind of bathroom they have can be seen from, you know, their area view. <laughs> Probably David had been checking and been seeing women bathing since. He wasn't just interested in the ones he had been seeing. <laughs> and he did not caution himself that time. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not something that you now see a woman. No. The thoughts will present an opportunity of somebody to sleep with to you. I don't know if I get that. If you have been thinking about stealing money, stealing money, the thought will present an opportunity for a money to be stolen to you. That's why if you think of becoming very a billionaire, the thought will be, you know, you'll be, before you know, you start seeing opportunities, ideas popping up, you'll be meeting with people that can link you in that direction. Are you getting what I'm saying? As a man thinking, is that so easy? So he said, there's a loss I have to deal with within you. Let's leave this place and go to that place. That other place we came from, uh, the Galatia. It's hard to perform what is good, I do not find. <laughs> I need this place. He was frustrated. I found out there is a law within me. Law of my mind, which is misbehaving. Galatians chapter 6 verse... Uh, Uh, 5, 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. I think we have read 17. 17, 18. Go to 18. So you don't do the, the loss of the flesh. So flesh has its own cravings. Do you understand? Demands. Flesh does not want to fast. Flesh, flesh, flesh want to always eat. Flesh want to always flex. <laughs> Flesh always want to, do you understand, satisfy? Anything that has to do with um, the flesh getting comfortable, flesh does not want to do any other thing. But if you are led, can you see what it says in verse 16? It says, both, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So it means that when you walk in the Spirit, you engage in supernatural things, then the whole, you are giving opportunity to the Holy Spirit to now lead you. The Holy Spirit doesn't lead people who are not filled with the Spirit. Bible says Jesus Christ was filled with the Holy Ghost and he went into the wilderness. He fasted and prayed. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then Bible says he was led into the wilderness. He was filled with the Holy Ghost by the partition of John. But he was not led when he was full of the Holy Ghost into the what? Wilderness. And he was now leaving the wilderness after he has fasted and prayed. Full of power. Do you see now? You see the other. Full of the Holy Spirit by impartation. You might not even do much. Maybe by faith. You just get filled. With the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then you are expected now to be led. You see? And whenever you are led, power is made available. Alright? And then you see results out of it. So, now you have been filled in church. Sometimes we don't know. that each time you are doing your prayer, quiet, quiet time, 
or your private prayer with God, you are actually yielding yourself more to the Holy Spirit to fill you. So the moment that day, let's say you pray in the Holy Ghost, to the point that you start sensing, and then there is an instruction that comes to your spirit. Go by this way. Meet this person today and discuss, you know, that thing that you like to discuss, you know, with someone, with this person. That's you are being led. Then you see the power of God moving in that direction. Do you get what I'm saying? That is it. So by that you are not giving room for the lust of the flesh, the pride of life and all that. But if you are not, if you are not prayed, you see, you will not be thinking who you should meet. The one that the Holy Spirit will lead you to meet, it doesn't physically appear like the person that can help you. But you will not be looking at people that can help. Do you understand? And be calculated based on calculation now. And then you are getting disappointed and you are getting hurt and you are getting offended because the power of God is not in that direction. Is that clear? So you are walking based on the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and then the lust of the eyes. So if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Yes? Verse 19. And it says, these are the works of the, yes, of the flesh. Works of the flesh. Ev- evident. He said they are evident. So flesh too, after the flesh has grown, starts manifesting certain works. Adultery, fornication, um, uncleanness, lewdness. Yes? Yes? Adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, um, um, selfish ambitions. <laughs> they are bursts of wrath. They've been keeping the wrath. A burst. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. If you want to enjoy this place, go and read it in uh, the message. Envy, mothers, um, drunkenness. Mothers is when you barbite, not just when you put knife on somebody's throat. Barbiting and gossiping is mother. Rivalries and the likes. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to note the difference now. Can you see that I said those who practice such things? Now, if a believer is now comfortable murdering people, you are going to knock yourself out of the system of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are now comfortable, envious. You are now always drunk. Drunkenness. You are always, you know, fornicating. Always adultery. Always. <laughs> because you have become a practitioner now. Those who practice such things. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, this is not a license to sin. But you see, the mercy of God is always available for those who make the mistake. You are not a practitioner. Are you getting what I'm saying? For you to practice something, you have been given a license. Is that not the way it is? Uh, you don't have license. You lost it when you gave your life to Christ. Adamic nature license. You lost it. So God has given you license to holiness, to righteousness, to peace, to joy, to growth, to all those stuff. So you concentrate. So if you engage in the supernatural, you start seeing yourself going in that direction. Verse 22. Hmm. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. You know, I first said that it's not fruit. It's fruit. One fruit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. So I spoke about love. You remember? I spoke about joy. I think I was on peace. I was on peace. Um, love. You see, all these things that are expressions of love. Paul was speaking in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I think verse 12 or thereabout. He says that the love of God compels us, constrains us. Alright? So what it means is that, you know, there are certain things we will have love to do. Alright? 
But the Holy Spirit, the love of God that is shed abroad in our heart, restrain us. Actually, if you look at it, the love of God will not want you to wound other people. The love of God will not want you to murder other people. The love of God will not want you to be envious of other people. Are you going to, instead of being envious of them, you will be thanking God for them? Do you see that? The love of God will not want you to hate other people. The love of God will not, so the love of God will constrain you. Then your time will soon come. Why hating on the other person? Do you understand? The love of God will constrain you. Alright? You know, from, you know, causing troubles, backbiting, all kinds of stuff. The love of God will constrain you. See what it says, love. So joy is an expression of love. Peace is an expression of love. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and honor. But let me explain some of these things. Peace. He said, the peace I, John 16, 33, he said, the peace I give unto you. Alright? The peace I give unto you. You know what we do before you go to John 16? Let's just read verse 23. Let me read everything to you now so that you see it. Then I will now explain it. Verse 23. You count them, they are nine, but it's nine in one. Love, joy, peace, love, suffering, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no what? There is no law. Verse 24. Verse 24. And the Bible says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passion and desire. So, it's a crucified flesh that is trying to raise his ugly head. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those who are Christ, are you Christ? Answer me. Okay. You can say, you are free to say no if you are not Christ. And there's no, there's no crime. We'll just help you and lead you to Christ. And if you don't want to be Christ yet, we'll be praying for you. So, you see, we are Christ. Somebody say, I'm Christ. I'm Christ. So, which means you belong to Christ. He says that what is raising his ugly head in your life has been crucified. It's, as, it's the flesh. It has been crucified. Christ has crucified the flesh with his passions and what? Desires. So, Flesh has passions and desires. Sometimes when you want to become a billionaire, you have to find out, is it your flesh or your spirit? Is it the divinity you or your humanity you that wants to become a billionaire? You have to check. Because sometimes these things are not difficult to. Just check your motive. (laughs) In my village, they will collect they will, once I just enter billions, they will collect in my village. Have you done a Praise God. Uh, they will collect. Some people, because they've been sacked over times, they want to now have a company where they can easily sack people too. <laughs> you can see, is there something that there's nothing in this life? You know, this nine to five, do you see them speaking? They now become a motivational speaker. Is it, is it nine to five? Rubbish. Rubbish. Be your own boss. Sack your employer. Sack your boss. Sack your employer. They will now be reading funny, funny books. How to sack your boss. How to sack, and they will now be pasting the floor. So when they come to church, they believe God. When you, they hear pastors, they say, new companies are imagined. They say, amen. But what is behind it is that, me too. I want to be boss. Somebody will pick me at all. Somebody will collect it at the gate. Somebody will open. Somebody will say, yes, sir. yes, yes. Hey, hey. He said, I have not been called to, to, uh, and when anybody just say, I just feel like I don't like, why are you looking like this this morning? Don't come here again. <laughs> you are sacked the person verbally. 
God will not give you the company like that. Even secularly, it doesn't work like that. You have to go after what we bless people. They look for how to make people comfortable for you to be able to get money in exchange. That's business. So you say, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. You remember Paul said that in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. The flesh, my, uh, uh, my old man, well, I'll read it. Verse 25. Let's read verse 25. Hmm. Verse 25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the what? Can you see that? Are we living in the spirit? Ah, or you are living in the flesh? Please, if you're online, can you answer me, Jerry? Are you living in the spirit? Yes, sir. Are you online? <laughs> All right, both online and uh, on site. Are we living in the spirit? Yes, sir. Yes. We are not living in the flesh. But we live our life as if it's all about this flesh. Do you know what I'm saying? It's all about this flesh. There are people who have been fasting, they have not been able to fast. Living in the flesh. They have not been able to. It's going to be a mighty miracle and breakthrough for them to fast. Somebody met with me and said, last week, he said, you know, Pastor, I've never in my life done 24 hours. I've never if there's no, even there's no how I fell sick, I will chuck something into my mouth, I will chew something, I will hit, I must I hit something, no matter how late it is. 24 hours? This is the first time. I said, we thank our God because it's always breaking record for people. I've been thinking of 48 hours. And you break with water twice. Consecutive. Before you know it, we take it to 3 hours. At uh, 72 hours. The flesh will hang. <laughs> and be waiting for you until you now sit down after the fast. Now start taking a body and a cow leg and the flesh will now start waking up back. And waking up and be making demands again. That's what happened. Sometimes we are the ones that wake the flesh up. <laughs> and we take the flesh to go and be seeing what is not supposed to be seen. Exploding the flesh. Hmm? So if we live in the spirit, let us do what? Also walk in the spirit. Supernatural engagement. So let's look at peace. Romans chapter 14 verse 17 said, The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but is in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. John 16 33 said, The peace I give unto you. He said, In this world you are going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Or cheer up. I have overcome the word for you. Long suffering. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. Let's read the Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which, with which you were called. Yes? He's talking about calling of being saved. He said with all lowliness and gentleness with what? Long suffering. Long suffering. Another word for long suffering is Tolerance. Are you getting what I'm saying? Forbearing. Forbearing. Like bearing with one another. Look at what it says. Bearing with one another in love. In love. Long suffering. Colossians chapter 1 verse 11. Colossians chapter 1 verse 11. You saw gentleness and lowliness there. So when we get there, we don't know. Lowliness is humility. 
Colossians chapter 1 verse 11. He says, strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power. You know, this is talking about you know, when he prayed for them, that they will be filled with all, uh, with the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Walking worthy of the Lord and all that. Fully pleasing him. Strengthening with all might. According to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. So it means you can be expecting an answer that you have to be patient about. Do you get it? So you have to follow those who have obtained the promise with faith and patience. I think it's Hebrews 6, 12 or thereabout. With faith and patience. So you see, patience and long suffering with joy. Praise God. Look at it. It said that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the what? The promise. Most of the time we talk about faith. We don't talk about patience. When we have the opportunity, we talk about the patience. Praise the Lord. So that loss of you, loss of tolerance, bearing with one another. Tolerance. There are people that will be stepping on your toes that you just bear with them. That no, 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 I can't wait for you to go in December again. It's this October you are leaving. <laughs> bearing with one another. Although there are some things that shouldn't be at the expense of your life. He said, ah, why did you come to heaven too soon? I was bearing with one another of the earth. I was bearing, they were showing me hearts. They were showing me peace. I was bearing with one another. I didn't know when they killed me. It's when I got here that I realized I'm dead. No, I'm not talking about that. Alright? But there are people that you know that, you know that. Ah. You just have to just deal with them. Some of them because they are weak. You see, it's the body of Christ. All of us are not producing the fruit at the same time. Some their own is ripe. Some their own is still sour. It's not ripe. That fruit, joy is not right. It still has some little sorrow and rats around it. It's until when a fruit becomes ripe that the tree becomes attractive. Is that all the time? And the tree becomes meaningful. So you see some people in their Christian journey, they have not grown to that level. They are not matured that way. Any little thing like this, they are reacting. Do you get Even there are people that carry very heavy anointing. If you see them getting annoyed like this, Oh. oh, God of wrath. Always showing up. Anointed, heavily anointed. Hmm? So that is it. Kindness is the next one. Kindness. I don't know whether this guy can look for ESV. What's ESV? English standard. Uh, standard like uh, Eastern's. Is that security? Is that security network or something? Alright. So, ESV, English Standard Version. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. Kindness. Kindness. Look at us. And let us not grow weary of doing good. So, when I get to goodness, that's doing good. What is doing good here? It's giving to people. It's talking about giving. For in due season we 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 what we will reap if we do not what give up verse ten verse ten he says so then as we have opportunity let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith you read the ESV verse nine you do read verse nine 
Oh, okay. Good. Let's check Luke chapter 6. It's also the same scripture for kindness, for goodness too. Luke 6 verse 27. Luke 6 verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Some people are yet to understand this scripture. Love your enemies, do good to those who what? See, let me tell you something. With all the salvation package and everything that God, they are still rejecting God. And God is allowing rain to fall on their land. God is allowing them to breathe in oxygen. Are you getting what I'm saying? And breathe out carbon dioxide. You could even allow them to breathe in oxygen and not allow them to breathe out. <laughs> but it's not doing that. You know, just look at it. It's looking like God is not like you. That if it's you, they will have gone, they will have gone to hell since. Because it's either you just, you just pause the oxygen. You're not seeing people doing like this. Hmm. Gasping for breath. And then, after some people have died, they say, I am the Lord your God. Then you now play it back. You now play it. God is not like that. He made us free moral agents. He allowed rains to fall. That's what scripture says in Matthew chapter 5, if you read from verse 44, 45, 46, 47. He said you have to be perfect as your father who is in heaven. He allowed rains to fall on the sinners and the saints. In fact, some saints will be sleeping. Some sinners will be using the rain. That's the most painful part of it. The saints will be sleeping. The sinners will be cultivating lands using the rain. They will get more blessed. Than the saints. You see what it says there. That's the summary of it. So let's go back to Luke chapter 6 verse 25. 27. Luke chapter 6 verse 27. So it says, Love your enemies, do good to them which what? Some of you have people in your past that has mistreated you. You have to do good to them in the future. Do you understand? People will hate you. Just forgive and then do good. Verse 35. Let's go to verse 35. Verse 35. He said, Warn to you that are full, for you shall... 35 for 35. But love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. Can you see that? He said, And your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful. Can you see God? He is kind unto the what? Unthankful and to the what? He is kind. But he's telling us this is the nature of God and that we should be like that. He said, My boss doesn't know anything. Eh? It's very wicked. He will give me my job. And we had the jobs of some of my colleagues on top because those ones are close to her, to, to her or to him. And then he will leave, all of them will leave me in the office. Wicked. You don't know that God is going to convert it to training. And there will be an opportunity that will show up later because that thing has developed your capacity. And those ones can't go anywhere. But for that opportunity to show up, you have to love those people. Praise the Lord. Hey, come and collect your job. I don't, I'm not doing it again. In fact, I'm considering resigning. How will you resign? Hey, you see people that you are the one doing their job and they will be shining on top. 
they will be using all your own wala, all your efforts to go and shine in the boardroom. They say, you see, you've spoken to them in Singapore. He doesn't know anything about how the whole thing gets to the Singapore. You see, but, but because you're all, at your own level yet, you can't enter the boardroom. And your expertise is paining you. Don't let it pain you. Don't let it pain you. You have to, he said you have to, you have to be good to those who spitefully use you. Hmm? It's in the scripture. Hmm? Let's read Romans chapter 12 verse 21 concerning goodness. It's kind to the unthankful. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with what? With good. So goodness and kindness. Goodness and kindness. Now, when I'm done with this explanation, we'll go back to that um, um, Galatians to see the message version and see what it will say about that. We'll read what it will write or amplify. All right. Faithfulness. This faithfulness is talking about trust and loyalty. Trust and loyalty. Faithfulness means that you are faithful to a cause. You are faithful to a group of people. You are faithful in your, in your friendship, in your brotherhood. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are faithful. Ah! You see, I've worked with men. You see, when men see you down, sit you down, and they don't talk about their fault. They talk about the fault of others. You have to be careful. They are not competent or qualified to hear about your own issues. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. If people cannot talk to you about their own mistakes... Or they are false. They always talk about the fault of others and the mistakes of others. They should not, those are not the kind of people to open up to concerning your private, your personal issues. So I've seen people who call themselves covenant friends, covenant sisters, covenant brothers. When trouble starts or one is offended, he relates the things that has been told, that they've told, do you understand? That have been told, um, that she was told, or he was told, to other third party or fourth party. And you see some of them even boastfully say that, you know, he traveled, I have a hand in his traveling, and you see, he bought this, I have a hand in this. Do you understand? Things that was just within two people, within three people, that people, that things that I know about people who have left this ministry that even misbehave, that I cannot say. Because the loyalty must be intact. Even when people are not loyal, you must make sure you are intact. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a fruit of the Spirit. The two people you can see in terms of loyalty in the scripture, that is a very good example is Jonathan and David. When the throne was supposed to be naturally for Jonathan, but supernaturally was for, you know that Jonathan must have been spiritual. To work it and to collaborate with David in order to get to the throne. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what is called covenant, not uh, covenant friends. Co- I mean, I never had all those covenant friends, covenant brothers, covenants. You are my brother. Let's keep it at that. 
are my friends. Let's keep it at that. Even friendship, self. Elsa is getting beyond communion. I don't. You cover that brother, cover that father, cover that mother, cover that grandmother. I don't do all those. I don't. Well, I don't know. Well, well, there, there could be such in the scripture. Praise God. <laughs> See, there are things that happen in the scripture that you never believe that Barnabas and Saul can separate. Barnabas and Paul. You know they separated. Just on argument of who was to follow them. John Mark. You have to go and read about John Mark, self. Now, how could you separate these two powerful apostles? Paul could not gain acceptance with the apostles without Barnabas. It was Barnabas that took him and said, no, he's not a terrorist. He had the grace of God upon his life, downloaded it, he said, hey, ah, we've been hearing about him. He truly converted, yes. He's one that took bullets and explained and brought him here. In fact, while I was in that place years ago, the Holy Spirit made me know that if you are not brought in, you cannot be in. Yes. In powerful places, somebody has to come from outside, from inside out, to come and take you inside. No, no, check it. Even political positions, people who get to power today, they ride on the wings of people who have cleared ground for them. That's why you say you have political godfather, all those things. And they don't, they don't, they don't demand for tithes. They demand for courts. There's no, it's not tight. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 he said a steward must be recognized or be seen as one that is must be faithful moreover it is required in stewards that a man be found what? faithful faithful a faithful people a faithful man doesn't talk anyhow a faithful man is a manager of information a faithful man is stick to the service, the assignment that has been given. A faithful man must make sure that things work. It's a stewardship attitude. Faithful. You think I don't know the way out of this country? But I have to be faithful. Praise God. <laughs> faithful. Praise God. Some of you, you get, you, after you leave work, the normal time of work, you know that there are certain things you should have achieved within that time, or there are extra that you can still achieve for your company. You still get back home and you are achieving it. It's, you should see it beyond because you want to receive salary. You should see it as being faithful to the company. Do you understand what I'm saying? Faithful, faithful to policies, faithful to this. Faithful to Nigeria. That thing they said being patriotic is like faithfulness. Do you understand? Like don't carry the green card and the green uh, passport and now be, you know, be, be pressing buttons. And you know where you are arrested is the green passport. Some of you wear the green coat, you wear the green shoe, you wear, you once they catch you now and say, no, it's Nigeria. You have to be faithful to that coat of arm. Don't say those, those leaders, uh, uh, are they faithful? They are the beginning of our faithfulness. We are just manifesting. They are the real faithfulness. We are just manifesting. No, don't console yourself with the bads of others. So it's required of a steward to be found faithful. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 20. 28 verse 20. Quickly, Proverbs 28 20. 
a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Can you see consequence? Can you see consequences of being faithful? A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that make, make it haste to be rich shall not be... Where did you get this version? Which one is make it? It's been long I read something like this. <laughs> I, I saw it in front. I know it's King James. I just, I'm just... A faithful man we are bound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go. Do you understand this one? Yes, sir. You can't understand this faithfulness until you look at the second. He said the one that hastens to be rich. So that means he's tampering with certain things. It's not being. It's not being. It's not being straightforward. Say, so where were you around 2 a.m.? Where were you around 2 p.m.? Ah, he said, we're like you. But because, have you seen people lying on the phone before? You know that's very common. He said, no, we have just five minutes to your place now. Five minutes, five minutes, we are going to be there. And the person doesn't know that there's hold up in front. <laughs> but you say you are five minutes, ah, it's one bad hold up. Where is hold up? There's no hold up around the vicinity of this. Ah, <laughs> when I say five minutes, you know, it was actually ten minutes. You know, say, uh, you know, you, what people don't know is that once they notice there's a little unfaithfulness in the way your character, you are not straightforward. People cannot trust you with big things. Ah, Jesus Christ said it now. He said if you are faithful in another man's thing, then your home will be committed to you. If you are faithful in, in mammon, in handling mammon, the riches of this world. He said, true riches will be given to you. You don't know what's called true riches. Has something to do with money. Or it's what commands money. Gentleness. Gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. First, Timothy chapter 6, 11 to 12. Gentleness. 1 Timothy chapter 6, 11 to 12. Let as many bond servants as are honored the yoke, can't their whole masters worthy of all honor. You see, if I'm to write scripture, alright, the communion version of the scripture, I will say, let the employees, can you see that? Let the employees as are under, alright, like employment, um, um, job policies and all that, can't their own masters or employers worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. Is this, I, I, I don't think, I said 11 to 12. First Timothy 6, 11 to 12. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, Gentleness. Yes, next verse. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life to which you are called, and all that. He explained gentleness somewhere. I think it should be Second Timothy. Let me see. Don't worry, just go to First Corinthians chapter 4, 20 to 21. He said you must be gentle. He was saying in that place that you must be gentle towards those who are in opposition. So that if you are calm with them, you, by that gentleness, be able to convince some of them. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod? This is Paul. 
What, 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 what does he want to do with Rod? Boy. <laughs> All in love? And a spirit of gentleness? He was asking them, which one do they want? <laughs> when I read Ephesians chapter 4, 1 to 3, he mentioned gentleness too. So, but gentleness is not quietness. Praise the Lord. Gentleness is not being um, introvert, being an introvert. And there are introverts that are not gentle. <laughs> they be looking me me. When they cause trouble, <laughs> they can cause trouble. <clears throat> Not lie. They be looking like they are gentle. Some of us can perceive the spirit that is not gentle. You see, gentleness is of the spirit, calmness. That regardless of what is, you are calm, you are gentle. Your spirit is, there's no noise in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm not talking about quietness now. Some people can, <laughs> there are dangerous people that are quiet. Very dangerous. In fact, in most cases, extroverts are better because they will say what is doing there. They will say if you are hungry with you, they will talk. Some people will just be piling your matter up. <laughs> they are piling it. Matter one, matter two, matter 350. And they will say that, you know when this thing started? 2039. When they explode, heart burst of wrath. We read it here. Can I get to forget it? Self-control. Self-control is that something is doing you. Yourself want to push you out of the flesh. Do you understand? Lost. Steal the money. If you can just sign out the two billion, your life is better forever. All this hundred and fifty thousand salary you are collecting, you'll be free from it. You'll become an employer automatically. Sign out the money. That's, you have to control yourself. Instead of signing it out, you sign it in. That's self-control. Alright? There are people that are so covetous that they are not, they don't, they don't control themselves. They started eating Amala and they now suddenly saw Panadiam. Ah! Where was this one? They say, where was this one? If you see anything doing like that, when it comes to women too, that's how they will do. They are married to the dark. They just suddenly saw white. You know, that's Amala. So, ah, so you, where were you before? I mean, you are so kind. I mean, you're a gentle soul. <laughs> only. That's, I always say only. The reason why I say that is that. They don't want to put their... It's self-control. Is You see something, you just, ah, you just admire and go. You just appreciate and go. And even after you have gone, it does not have effect. The thing is not following you at your back. <laughs> uh, there are jobs or there are opportunities or positions that once you sign something like this, you can sign away five billion. And sign away 20 billion. And they will come and give you your own cash, your own, your own, your own cut. You have your cash like this. Hmm. Yeah, yes, we have arrived. Pastor, how much do you call the project? Don't bring such money here. Because if you bring it, I won't use discernment. I don't use discernment to collect money. I don't use this. I don't know where the money is coming from. It's none of my business. My business, my business, brethren, is to spend money that you bring. I don't need to use the salmon. I'm using the salmon for the spirit. He said, design 
you know, test all spirits. He didn't say test the money. <laughs> test. What was this? He tests all spirit. <laughs> but if spirit now interjects and said, don't collect that money, then I won't collect. But in fact, I might have collected before he says. <laughs> so, but don't do such things. Don't sign out the money. Don't steal the money. It's not yours. Hmm? Don't steal the money. Self-control. Second Timothy chapter 3. I want to close. 1 to 5. Second Timothy chapter 3, 1 to 5. I'm looking. But notice that in the last days, perilous times will come. Yes, it has come. <laughs> it's this version eh, is, notice, <laughs> this is the last day. Perilous time has come. That's how you should. <laughs> For men will be, no, men have started being lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Can you see that? Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Yes? Disobedient to parents too is there. Unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without, can you see it there? Gluta. <laughs> Despisers of good, traitors, headstrong. Eh? Headstrong. Ladies, headstrong. Ori that's very strong. Stiff naked. <laughs> you see, the more they acquire certificates, the more the head becomes stronger. The, it's not head strong for some people, it's head stronger. Head strongest. PhD, head strongest. You see, and, uh, you see, you see, you see the kind of practice there, you see, uh, black life matter, all life matter, yellow life matter. You see, head strong. He said, we don't learn it, we don't do that. He said, strong, agidi, agidi. You can see that air strong in activism at times. Because they give no room for reasoning and negotiation. Air strong. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure. Other than lovers of God. That's why you see, once you hear there's a ceremony, they are just excited. So, so, ha, it's going to be a party. Who oh, we're hanging out. Who oh, is it? It's, they love party. They love player. They love... But the Bible says that those things are not bad in themselves. But he said you have to... You don't have to love it more than you love God. So that means you place God as a priority first. Are you getting what I'm saying? You love God more than this. You can go to a party. But if you take the things of God as a priority, you see... It becomes, I mean, God, if I, when you go to a party, you are good, you are there with God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the things of God is a power. Estrong game with water. <laughs> Mark Estrong, because you have it. <laughs> Mark it, especially if you're a lady. Mark Estrong, because you have it. Hagidini. <laughs> I've seen two guys arguing about ball. <laughs> Hey strong, hey strong, hey strong. Wait for the match to finish. Hey strong. <laughs> Why they don't have headache? I don't know. Because if you have, if your head is getting stronger, <laughs> is headache or uh, what's it called migraine? It is true. It is not true. It is a Allah is the main king of the, the old um, uh, old Dua land. And no, it's only and it, ah. I was looking at the two of them. I said they were going to pay them or they, they put money down. Hey, strong. You see, let me tell you what. I saw a picture of a man. He said, they 
tag him to be a wise man. He was talking to somebody. He said, don't argue with fools. So the man that was interviewing him now said, why? You know the argument he wanted to start. So the way he responded, I can't forget, I, I think I've forgotten the way they put it. If the man said, why? I think he said it's okay or something. <laughs> because he will have made himself fools by the first statement he has made. If he's carried away, do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> lovers of players rather than lovers of is it not players they are showing on the internet? It's player. You will not see where they are making the money, but they will be showing you where they are spending the money. They want to put you under unnecessary prayer. So everybody wants to blow. Everybody. You see them, they don't, they don't spray money note by note again. It's bondu. <laughs> you should know that there is a communication that no matter how poor you poor are in this world we have overcome so you can come and join us we must be careful <laughs> time has gone let's look at some of the consequences Personal, your personality is a product of your nature it makes you become godly your, your strength is a product of your nature. You know, it's because lion is like that. That's why lion has strength. He's made with strength. No, you can't compare the strength of lion with that of goat. Do you get strength? Consciousness and confidence. Bible says a righteous man is as bold as lion. Productivity. When he said they should be made like us and in our image and all that, now said be fruitful. So he already wired them with fruitfulness. Do you get what I'm saying? Excellence. So anybody that really have the spirit of God, you know the Bible calls him the excellent spirit. If you have the spirit of God, you will never be comfortable with any mediocrity. You will not. You will always want to break your own record. Excellence. So all the nine some of us expressions of love. So if one is rooted in God's love by faith, he or she will manifest everyone here. And it is difficult to have one without the others. So we must allow God to mature or to nurture and mature us. The more visible the fruit of the spirit, the more spiritually matured we have become. So if your love expression or your love work increases. Let's say two, three people offend you, you forgive them. But by the time the fourth person comes, you explode. It shows that your maturity is just growing. But there are people that 1,000 people will come and offend. They will just be looking. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's no way there's no offense. Except in heaven. And you are not in heaven yet. So it is the evidence, those fruits, they are the, the fruit of the Spirit is the evidence of spiritual Maturity. Could there be a ripened fruit of the spirit? <laughs> I've spoken about it, right? Uh, because you know that when Bible compares it to the fruit, you know that the fruit doesn't just come out and becomes ripened. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that will mean is its fruit, but not that not that fully developed and could be sour. 
another beneficiary yet. So however is a proof of someone on a journey to spiritual maturity. You see that? So because the identity of a tree self, one way or the other is linked to the fruity bears. If I ask some of you now, mango tree, you don't count, you can't, but you can identify mango. But you don't even know this because you were not, you were not raised where they plant some of those things. Have you heard somebody saying that they pluck yam? I've heard somebody saying that, they, you know, you see, people all kinds of things, that are, it's rice. The rice now, maybe there is, rice is a tuba. See, as if they didn't even, it's as if they didn't even go to school to study a Greek at all. And the funniest thing is that those things are missing out in curriculums too. They are now putting chess. <laughs> putting, what are they putting? They are putting chess. Putting a, eh? Eh? Cube. Rubik cube. As a course. Okay? Maybe, maybe squid game. Now, we join them. The true value of Christianity is in bearing fruit. The true value is not in manifesting gift. It's a spiritual maturity. How much you are able to walk in love, forgive people. It's not that, oh, no. Ah! He came into the meeting and everything scattered. Why are you scattering places without having maturity to really absorb, to be tolerant with people, to forbear? To, do you understand why you scattering places? And that's what gift does. See, if you press yourself in the realm of the spirit, God endow you with so much power, and you come out and there is flame on your head. By the time you will disappoint people, they will almost think that God is wicked. So I've given you the gift. So the true value of Christianity is in bearing fruit of the Spirit, which is the typical revelation of who Christ truly is. His character, disposition to things, his personality and code. So you have to think, what is Christ going to do in this situation? Has been showcased or displayed by our day-to-day living. They were plotting to kill Christ like this, and he knew. Can Christ be trusted? I want to ask you, can Christ be trusted? So that means you can. You know, we enter into his nature. Can Christ be faithful? He is faithful. So that means you, you can. And you should. Can Christ be holy? He is holy, yes. That means you, you, you should. Then, can Christ be loving? Can Christ be forgiving? Can Christ be generous, peaceful, joyful, honorable, self-control? We could see it there. That's why that lady was using his head to clean his uh, tie. There was no tiger rising under Christ's pants. Are you getting what I'm saying? Christ has self-control. Period. If you went out of self, you went out of control before, there is hope for you. I'm just telling you. This is why I'm teaching this nature. Is so that you can get into your actual nature. Enough of borrowing strange nature. Are you getting what I'm saying? When Christ resurrected the first lady, is the one that he cast. Jonathan, that one wanted to cling. He said, I don't cling. Ah, <laughs> you want to kiss me? <laughs> Let me go and meet my father first. If some people resurrected without self-control, ah, hey, I cling new. <laughs> I cling straight new. Self-control. And this younger, this generation need to be hearing things like this because the way things are flying all over the, yeah, infections all over the place. The spiritual growth and development is a continuously, 
is a continuous long process. You will never stop bearing fruit. God's nature in us is to make us live a divine life in a divine way to produce a divine result. I want you to say that after me. Say God's nature, God's nature in, us in us is to make is to make us live a divine life in a divine way to produce divine results. So that's it. So divinity living in and through our humanity is really the, the primary consequence of having God's nature in our life. So that means the Holy Spirit will be producing through our life. I hope you have heard something. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We worship you. We bless you all. Amen. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word and impartation of God's spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awufisayo, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 080-3585-8047 or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen.